Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art available in comics. We'll talk to creators, hear about their inspiration and creative process, and then we'll read their comic and discuss it together. We hope you'll join us on this journey into some incredible comics and find some new favorites along the way. I think the quietest it's, it's been. Uh-huh. Welcome back yeah, it's quiet. to another episode of Indie Comics. What are, we, what are, what are we, mellow... NPR now? <laughs> That'd be like if I talked like this. I feel like the NPR He's people hard. talk really weird. Welcome back to <laughs> your favorite totally normal podcast in which people are not really weird. Hey, well, <laughs> hi, welcome to Indie Comics. We are back. It is Maddie and it is Jeff and this is Eric Friedman. That's his, from something. I don't know. Eric his, Friedman. His name's Tyler. That's a Tyler. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, everything, which actually this may be Tyler's final episode with us we're gonna see we're, we laugh. that was like a, a really <laughs> insane laugh uh no, um, he's, he's moving on to bigger and better things aka he still has to edit this and produce yeah, I'm it i'm just gonna be writing down times i have to edit out like every other podcast like right now i'm kidding oh, um <laughs> we just said a lot of things that he edit. no we, we but um yeah he doesn't no, actually i'm, edit I'm gonna those. take a back seat it's trash um no you yeah for a bonus episode last week i think uh dave is gonna be a reoccurring uh yeah. co-host so let us know if you love davey we do he's yeah. amazing uh and he might be on indie comics more often and tyler will still be around for some bonus episodes and you'll hear me laugh here and there yeah you may hear him in the background Living his best life, but yeah. <laughs> so let's cherish these moments together. It's it's. We just need to. We need to hold on to that war and hope. Thank you. See, I was gonna. Two. I was. <laughs> I was gonna do a very smooth transition that was unplanned. Of we need to hold on to these moments together, just like everyone does in War and Hope, the comic. But mine, weird. mine was. Mine was. It came from you, so it was extra special because it, it was, was actually special, a segue. It actually special, out. but hers was more organic. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you. It was a competition. <laughs> I won. Uh, <laughs> we all won because we're all here together. Yeah, right? we're a gathering. So this hashtag winning a grand geek gathering. We're one an might indie say. team. Obviously, we're doing really great tonight, guys. <laughs> we are. We we're, we've got it together as always. And you know who else has it together? Fuzzy Joseph, yeah. our very good friend. He successfully some... funded. <laughs> yes. Volume three. Yes. Three volumes. In fact, completely messages. funded. Which is really in fact, incredible. Messages were just going out an email that he's putting the pencils out right now, and he should have them done by the end of the week. He said, "Yeah, if wow. you if you don't follow him like on social media, he's posting some awesome stuff like oh, his yeah. penciled stuff, like behind the scenes stuff. It's pretty awesome. Oh, no. Which is a really cool way too to get to see the true behind the scenes of how a comic is made. Like especially yeah. for him because he does it all himself. I mean, it's very different from how yeah. you know some bigger publishers would produce a comic, but at the same time." What an experience. And we hear so many creators say, you know, what should you do? You should just create. Just go make things. Yeah. Fuzzy shows you all the little elves who are drawing. Yeah. And uh, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Every little. Work! Work! (laughs) But I mean, he he, you get to see every part of the process through him. And I think it's a great lesson, too, for anyone who's looking to be a creator to really just go for it. You know, whatever your style is, whatever you want to do, you know, find a partner if you want to or need to. But also just create. Go make it. And people will. If you build it, they will come. If you write it, they will come. I, I believe. I believe they say. Three uh, books you funded. Draw it. I believe they say. Uh, right? keep, keep it fuzzy. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you doing good? 
Keep it fuzzy, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, three successful Kickstarters. It's amazing. There will oh, yeah. be, it sounds like, two more. So get excited, guys. But oh, uh, yeah. volume three coming out soon. But today we're going to talk about volume two. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to work um, our way up. Which Usually, came after volume one. it would make sense for a story to go that way. From one to two. Yeah, we're just going to skip three and just go to it to four. <laughs> <laughs> Where is it? Um, what did you guys think of, of The War and Hope Volume 2? Um, first impressions. So I got to read it when I first funded it, and whoop, whoop. I like it a lot, and I forgot a lot of it because we, there's a lot of stuff has happened. And I don't remember and stories. And all that brain damage. Uh, yeah, and that, all that too, all the falls. Um, <laughs> all, <laughs> all the mustard I've consumed. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, I mean no that sense. mustard is toxic. Yeah. It's, uh, too it's, many Sammies, too many sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Weird. But, um, no, I, I, especially talking to him and, you know, a lot more and grilling him is essentially what we did last episode, but, um, talking about how he focused more on the storytelling element yeah. is absolutely true. Mm. There is so much more story and dialogue and character. Um, I wouldn't even say development more just character defining, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, being, yeah, just defining characters in this as to like what their personalities are and everything else and how they learn as opposed to like where they came from, because we already know where they came from. And um, he does a really, really good job as to basically you just knowing who they are and where they're going as opposed to, you know, how do they get there? Because honestly, it's the apocalypse. Who gives a crap? You, they... yeah. Well, I felt that really strongly, too, just the way that he said the first one was very much about pace and about movement and just getting you to the next part and trying to figure out what's going to happen and what's yeah. next and um, setting up this world. And then the second one really did take more time to have these more vulnerable moments and, and yeah. tell a stronger story with the characters. And you understand the world. So yeah. now you just got to kind of dive in and understand the people. When you still have all these mysterious things things right like you know who is a demon and who isn't and why are you know some of these people have like blood coming out of their eyes or their mouths and like it's it's mysterious and you want to turn the page as fast as you can and figure out what's next the veil protects (laughs) but it's also um a, a lot more emotionally deep what did you think jeff I think essentially what was great about this was I liken it almost to New Hope compared comparing it to mm. um, Empire Strikes Back and this was Empire Strikes Back for yeah. me really the way this was it's like yeah hell hell has definitely uh, struck back now and they are striking with a vengeance yeah and I really appreciate that I mean yeah we saw the evil element in the first one but it seemed already to be of an established nature that you took for granted yeah with this. You get some actual names for a change. You see commanders, and then suddenly you're like, oh, crap. This is not just, you know, this isn't just hell on earth. This is hell and all of its great commanders coming on earth to take what is theirs. So I think it is exposition up the yin-yang with this story. I think that's really true, and I think to your point exactly, like you have this world and you're like okay i get it i buy into this there's demons there's angels like sure sure Mm -hmm. and then you get so much deeper with these different groups of humans and how they interact together how Mm -hmm. they don't and what they're afraid of and the surface and just all of these different concepts and it just got so much deeper and more intricate where you know who are who's the veil and how do they operate Mm -hmm. and you know they have these these cloaks and these, sorry, I got so excited. I knocked my mic around. Mm -hmm. Um, They have these cloaks where you can't see their faces. And so you don't know, you know, who they are or where they come from. And I think that element of mystery is really cool, but they don't like fuzzy doesn't linger on it. Right. Like he doesn't spend the time to like, milk it. He just goes right into the next thing, which I think is so cool too, because it doesn't ever leave you 
Like you have a, a millisecond to breathe and then it's on to the next thing. And I love that pacing too, because you have the quiet moments, yeah. but it's also moving you along so quickly. Which was needed because it's the exact, I believe, antithesis of what the first one was. Hmm. There was a lot slower pace to the first one, which was definitely needed. If they had adopted this kind of a, uh, approach in the first one, I think we all would have had our heads pretty much just would have exploded because it's like, wait, what's going on here, 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 here? Yeah. But now with everything established, the pace is a lot more appropriate set for the story. Yeah. And I think that's why this is, you see a lot more polish to it, and I really appreciate it. Plus... Oh, I love the art. <laughs> I just yeah. love the art so much. <laughs> yeah, that black and white style with the the pops of color is so. Oh cool. yeah, the pops of color and the 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 roughness the roughness of the lines and it everything. It feels empty like the world is. <laughs> mm -hmm. Just like your heart. Just like my heart. Yeah, I, I think the, the elements of the red are like I've noticed like the sky is green when they're yep. outside. Like I think it it's really cool what he's done and, and it's. And one thing that I have to applaud him for, I think this is the first book in quite a while in which flat colors actually means more to me than if, than if there was actual depth. Mm. The flat colors, for some reason, just seem so effective in this. There's, I like, I am not a an artistic person, so I don't know how to describe it. But there is a certain art style that he has developed that is so unique and so mm -hmm. yeah agreed just really cool like some of the designs and some of the way he's put it together is is just awesome and mm -hmm. the use of it is so careful and so deliberate like it's not just color for the sake of color to make it look cool or to do a pop it's it's very deliberate it's very careful yeah. it's very meaningful oh yeah and there's I love that oh there was definitely an overall plan with this i mean nothing yeah. n nothing is nothing is taken for granted with this this is entirely mapped out and, yeah. like, I again, I want to, you know, do a shout out and, like, you know, it's crazy how he's able to do all of this in, over just a summer. Yeah. Like he told us in the interview. Well, and that's, like, doing what you love, right? That's what indie comics are all about yeah. is producing content mm -hmm. because you need to get it out, because you need to share it, because yeah. it's driving you. And to take time, you know, to do that aside from his day job and do yeah. these Kickstarters. And, you know, it's incredible. And that's the kind of thing that we're here to talk about we're here to exactly. talk about people's stories that that deserve to be celebrated and read and and loved and this is a normal guy taking time i mean he's yeah. amazing and talented and creative but like it could be anybody you know yeah. and i think that it's such an inspiring story to see what he's created and see what he's put together in a summer which yeah. is just crazy which is mm -hmm. why it takes us a whole summer to get out an episode <laughs> Ouch. I'm just joking. Hey, uh, it was Comic Con, guys. I apologize. And we had bonus episodes. We had bonus episodes. We awesome love you. Bonus episodes. Forgive yeah. us. Mostly me. Um, but yeah, I mean, sometimes <laughs> things take time and it's quality uh, over quantity. Yeah. I was actually digging at myself, <laughs> not even you, but thank you for taking the fall, thank I guess. You. Thank you. Thank you. Everyone was real busy during Comic Con, guys. Yeah, right. we were. We're doing our best. Um, not just us, like all the creators were. Um, we've got some great stuff for you in the fall. Okay, I'm done. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think it's an it's something really special that he's put together. I'm so excited to see what's next. Yeah. And and within that, what I'm really interested in is the first book was kind of just here it is, and the second volume really got into a little bit more of the religious aspect that I thought was interesting. What did you guys think of? I mean, because the whole thing is it's the rapture, right? So. People disappear. I mean, essentially, yeah. It's, and those it, who are left are who are left. It's the it's the revelation story is what mm -hmm. it is. But the thing is, 
I don't see it purely just from that standpoint because yeah. you also have to look. You also have to look at um, at some of the darker episodes going on with this and seeing like it's not purely just that thing, but it's also definitely a trial of might versus uh, versus good, and especially with what uh, with what Lucifer does to uh, the Corinthian mm-hmm. t- toward that later part right there. It's just there's so many elements going on here. Yeah. It's it, it's it's a it's a battle. It's a battle that is as much for the heart of humanity as it is for between between good and evil itself. Well, and that's what I like as a concept. I find really fascinating because the whole thing about Revelation and the Rapture is that all the godly, holy people are go up to heaven or whatever, right? And so you have to think in that scheme, the people who are left are the people who are not holy or who are bad well, people the, or whatever. Yeah. And so you see the good in them fighting for humanity and fighting for peace and for hope and all these things. Mm -hmm. And it's really showing you that there's good in everyone, but also it's within this kind of schematic of good and bad where these are the bad people and how are they making the best of it? And it's just really, really interesting to me to really sit and think about. And also just the idea of like, what if a bunch of people disappeared? Yeah. Like what if people were just suddenly gone and and you don't know? Yeah. Um, it's kind of like the whole, you know, Thanos thing for Marvel. I mean, like what happens when you wake up and a finger already snapped, a bunch of people are gone, you know, for whatever reason, for the rapture, for whatever. And, you know, and if it is the rapture, then you're saying, and then I am not. <laughs> so what does that say about me? And to choose to be good you pl- in the face of that. That you had an huge. awesome life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what I say. We'll have a party in hell. Um, <laughs> we're on the gross earth with all these demons. But to that, I really loved this line, and I'm forgetting her name, but the woman... Clara? Not the main character, the other one. Ariel? Ariel. Ariel. Um, is talking about her husband, and mm. she has this line that I just thought really built the world out for me, and it shows that he's Fuzzy's thinking about each character as an individual with a, with a history and a past, and I Can loved I that. One? What? Was it he has green eyes? No. Oh, that is great. Um, it's a, that he was born before all of it happened, before it all happened. His father was one of the ones who vanished. I tell myself he vanished. It's easier than thinking he left us. Oh yeah. Like yeah. that yeah. got me. Cause it's this concept too, of you're like, okay, well like, did they go in the rapture? Did they just go off somewhere else? Like, did they choose to go out and live their life now because of this change? Like, it's just a really interesting world. Like, I'd yeah. love a prequel to this to see what, ha- you know, it's kind of like the zombie apocalypse story or whatever. Like, do you jump in at the beginning or do you jump in in the middle? And we've kind of jumped in in the middle. And so yeah. what did it happen when this, like, what was day one like? And he's built this really cool world mm-hmm. that I'm really fascinated by. And I, I love that depth. Yeah. I just think it's really cool. I'd be here. My boyfriend would go up and I'd be like, what do I do? <laughs> I love you. You're an angel. <laughs> Hence why you went up. Oh, that was, that was, that was obvious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tyler would not. Little, little... Tyler and I would still be here. Oh, yeah. Jeff might make it. Yeah. He's a good I probably would. <laughs> you admit, yeah. I probably would. Yeah, I probably would. I'm probably, I'm the <laughs> now you wouldn't. Yeah, now your hubris will <laughs> keep you I here with us. <laughs> um, and then within that, kind of within the religious thing, what did you guys think about basically having a religious cult then? The veil. Um, <laughs> the other side of it, right? Man, there's so many, well, things, so many things come to my mind. I can't <laughs> talk Honestly, when you think about it, it shows... I, I mean, I could be wrong, but... 
that veil pretty much what that reminds me of is sometimes the conceit that religion has at times actually yeah, absolutely where you know faith suddenly becomes zealotry mm-hmm. and sometimes they may be going toward a, a philosophy that isn't necessarily what the religion practices in the first place so it's you know it's essentially the classic story of being led astray i think I can definitely tell that um, this was written in 2018-19, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I think we have – people want something to believe in, yeah. and especially in a time like this when, you know, they've been left behind, Yeah, trying to come together, trying to have something to have faith in. I think that's what you need to draw people together. That's why religion kind of came around in the first place, right? Is to to drive people towards something and towards being good to each other. And so using that as kind of a conceit and drawing around this, I mean, just the language I loved, like the veil and its flock and children of hope and prepare for the exodus and like these lines just that were so... Or the main line, the veil protects you. That's the main one that you hear over and over again. The veil protects you. And it's this idea that you're safe. and that This is right and it's good and you can feel good. The night is dark and full of terrors. I mean, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, I think it's just such an interesting thing and it is, it does speak to like in this chaotic world, what is good and what is not? And how yeah. do you know when all the so and so-called good people are gone? Or better yet, the ones that are supposed to be the protectors, well... Or not. What if the protector is the wolf when he's supposed to be yeah. protecting you from the wolves in the first place? Well, and even just then, like, this human sacrifice where they talk about, like, it would be a great blessing to be one of the chosen and to be sacrificed, like, before they, they well, leave know, and, like... Yeah, I mean that's just basic cult philosophy right there yeah. going on with that. So of course that's where that's where you see that goes back to my point where faith suddenly is supplanted by zealotry right there, and that's mm-hmm. definitely what the veil what the veil symbolizes. So within that though, if we have you know kind of the cult, we have the angels, we have the demons, and these are the people who are left behind in the rapture. How does uh, is it Corinthian? The yeah, I love him. Um, how does Corinthian fit into that? for you because he's obviously he's praying he's corinthian in my opinion almost is is kind of a spin on the chosen one i think but he did not go up in the rapture that's just the thing maybe he wasn't meant to for that very reason he was yeah he was left to like essentially be the yeah like to carry out i wonder if he had a change of heart after the rapture hmm like, I want to know more about, like, I think he well, hasn't gone well, into his one, character much, and well, I'd and not, love and to hear more. Well, not just that, but that sword is mysterious, too. That, yeah. that, that That sword is very mysterious that he has. That's another thing. I mean, it could be that maybe the sword, that he finds it, and that's what changes his entire opinion. Yeah, like, I just wonder what his backstory is, and I'm really fascinated. I hope that there's a lot more. He's, the fact, <laughs> he's Woody in the end of two, the uh, fact, Toy Story 1. <laughs> I love Woody. <laughs> The fact that guy. Lucifer and he know each other, mm. they they seem to be too familiar. It's like, what? Well, <laughs> yeah, can... I think he's a fascinating character. And I do this idea of a man who was not chosen. Yeah. Who now is chosen, but in this world and in this time. But yet so much, you know, he prays, he relies on God. He does these things. Where does it come from? How did he become the way he is? And, and how will he continue? Is really I'm inclined to believe the way that he's been set up right now, before this all happened, I think he had no faith at all. Yeah, that I would feel he, more right to I me. think he actually had no faith at all. But yeah. it took this happening for him mm-hmm. to finally realize, oh. But is that faith, though? You know, it's kind of like the end of Elf. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't really believe in Santa if you see Santa. You yeah. Just, you just, now you just know. I mean, you're you're right. Well, it's... 
going back. Well, it's going back to the entire idea. idea you, 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 of you love seeing that. Is believing. <laughs> you like that, those parallels I just made. But What's if you're really getting into faith, and this is getting all religious, but like God forgives, and He would still need followers, and would still need people to believe on this earth if there is any redemption for it. So plus the thing you were is, the beginning think, of you were the beginning to create the believers. Yeah. And if anything, if you think about it, you know, the ones that are left behind are completely leaderless that have no example mm-hmm. to look to. Something like that is probably needed. And if anything, they would, if they had no, nothing like the Corinthian behind them, they would just be routed up one by one and every single one of those demons and eventually the, the higher generals and all that, they would just swallow up humanity entirely. Yeah. But something like the Corinthian, I believe, is the thing that counters that. Mm-hmm. I don't know why the entire time I was like expecting him to like turn into the governor from Walking Dead. Stop it. I know. I totally oh. was, though. Get out of here. <laughs> I totally I totally was like waiting for it, too. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, I actually love the governor. I'm not going to lie. Not in the comic, only in the show. Let me be clear. Sorry. <laughs> the yeah, comic co- one yeah, is Yeah, comic a governor okay. and show yeah. governor are two different it's things. It's 100% totally different. Yeah. The show one, I can get behind. I mean, he's a bad person, but still. Yeah. That was a very important statement. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Um, I, like, I love this one I, <laughs> in my notes. Um, there's this one uh, prayer that um, Core, I like that they call him Core, um, <laughs> says, core, where he says, uh, it is together that we find our strength. I pray that our time together will not end today. As one, we stand. Lord, help me lead them through the darkness. Allow me to be the light. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was very, like, I don't know. Like, I'm interested to see what he does. And he's been tested now. And, you know, what does that mean? And there are more tests to come. And I, I'm, yeah. I feel like Fuzzy's not going to give us what we expect. And so I'm really interested to see, you know, what's next for him, especially in leading. He's really the last hope of humanity at this point. Mm-hmm. Like, we have the veil yeah. and we have hope, <laughs> but that's not real hope. That's false hope. And, and the veil is showing their true colors of what they intend to do, actually, as opposed to what they're... Which, I just had a moment, they're called the veil, which it's is something that, bl- yeah, blinds you in a way, and you can't see well through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Wow, it's like Fuzzy's super talented. <laughs> it's like Fuzzy knows what he's doing or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, all of this is so steeped in, you know, biblical myth and in religion and in conspiracy and in cult. And I love it. Yeah. I think it's so cool. And it's just, again, it's just, it's a post-apocalyptic story I've, I haven't seen before. Yeah. It's a totally different spin on it. And I, I love it so much. I think it's so cool. I can't wait to see more of it. And even then these quiet moments of the characters, you know, dealing with loss. Yeah. It's like, it's like a deeper less car version of uh, Mad Max. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. No, well, and I mean, and like the the things that happen at the beginning of the volume, I won't say what, but there's a loss. And in yeah. dealing with that loss, I think the loss was like, okay, like it wasn't hugely shocked. But then the, the way that the, he deals with it, with the characters, I think is really interesting and really powerful. And like eye patch guy whose name I forget. Hawkins. Yeah. Hawkins, yeah. He yeah. reminds me of like eye patch Wolverine. And I'm, I, know, I love I know. it. He is kind of an eye patch Hawkins, Hawkins is fuzzy. Or is it? What, is what, it based on who, him? I can see fuzzy it. He wants to be. I can see it. Yeah, he's epic. I he's love really cool. it. Um, but he says, you're allowed to feel like crap. You're allowed to feel numb. Don't think of the loss. Think instead on the joy. And I thought that was so interesting, too, because, like, yeah. obviously, when I acknowledge someone's loss, but, like, understanding that you can find joy and hope 
and peace and all these things, even in the most ravaged world where all the good people are gone, other good people stand up. And I think I'm always yeah. looking for the message. And I think that's what I got out of this. And I loved it. And then it. there's also the ones that are on the side of good that are still adopting evil, like Chakal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the beginning, that part was Cthulhuan right there. That mm, was yeah. uh, that, That's a Cthulhuan kind of thing that he is invoking right there, which is making me think that uh, clearly this is not just... This is not just uh, you know, you know, good versus evil going going on right here. But you're looking at antediluvian like things that were in the darkness before the existence of anything. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So with this going on, it's like, ooh, what kind of players are we talking about here? Absolutely, with what Chakal is yeah. trying to look at. Yeah, well, and, and of course, I looked at his speech. I mean, that that was deep speech. That's right out of that's right out of the Necronomicon right there. Yeah, which, ugh. and if you really think about it, also at the same time, going back to the point about the veil. They're invoking all these powers of these demons that they've that they've essentially you know made packs with. Essentially, that's being a warlock. So you know you're mm -hmm. looking at kind of a, you're looking at fantasy elements here too in this story. There's so many pieces of the puzzle and so many elements of it, and it's really cool. And I feel like it's just beginning, and I'm mm -hmm. so excited that there are three more volumes. I hope he ends up making six or nine or yeah. thirty. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just want Claire Clara to just say, "Don't worry, guys, I have." Clairvoyance. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Make it happen, Fuzzy. Just for me. Uh, it'll be in the back of the book. <laughs> um, and Tyler's name is on this comic, guys. Yeah. And my name. Your name is in there, too? I'm oh, sorry yeah. I didn't see it. That's yeah. awesome. I wasn't specifically looking, but then I saw it and I was like, oh, look at you guys. Didn't say the Altman family or something? That was the first one. Oh, the first uh, one. Mm. That was for the first one. Altman family was dedicated to the first one, and I was in the second one. Nice. That's very cool. And um, then I also have a quote in the back of the comic in the first one. So Yeah, you do. Yes, he was the do. pull quote in the first one. Yeah, yeah. Which means Fuzzy really didn't know very many people at that oh. point. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, Tyler is very important and wonderful uh, and has great <laughs> quotes. If you need a pull quote for your book, call us up. Actually, I think you've written a lot available. of my quotes. <laughs> <laughs> Not that one. It was so genuine. My Ronin Expo one, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for any of your uh, ghostwriting needs. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think this is a wonderful book. Are there any other thoughts that you guys want to share as we kind of wrap up? I, I love it. I love the uh, story. Can't wait for volume three. Can't wait for volume four and five. Um, and nine and, and thirty, yeah, and uh, yeah. I, I, and the TV I want show, this to be the HBO series. I want this to be a bigger deal. I want this to blow yeah. up. I want this to be the new team and T. I, <laughs> I really, I feel like this world is so strong, and I'm so excited to see what he does in it. And I really do believe that it could explode. So you yeah. heard it first here, guys. You really did because the, the first one was how many? <laughs> like a year ago? No, two years ago. Two years ago. The first volume, War and Hope. The second one, today, in another two years. No, a year years, and a half ago. In another year and a half. No, it's two years ago. The HBO deal will be here. And then he'll have to frantically write yeah. the rest of the series. Um, they're looking for a new thing after Game of Thrones. It could be this. Yeah. I believe in it. Well, they have, they have prequel series, but yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> if there aren't dragons, I don't care. Um, Jeff, any final thoughts? One thing I will point out to people is... A lot of the uh, pencil artwork that he does in the very back is just so very choice, guys. Yes, it is I so, love it. Is so it. It, it is so darn gorgeous. The detail, especially when he goes into detail mm -hmm. of the of the very of the various leaders in hell and all that. It's it, it's so well worth it just to thumb through that particular stuff. Yeah, that was actually one of my favorite things. Fuzzy, I I want uh, one of the generals of hell as a commission 
please. <laughs> I, I will. I will pay anything. Anything. You it. heard him. He will give you his soul. <laughs> who? One last question for you guys. Who was your favorite character, or who did you connect with? I uh, Clara. Yeah. Why? He Song? just made this face like obviously I mean, she's the best. She is. I'll I, fight I, you. I like her. She's 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 just awesome yet um kind of uh I mean she's relatable. Yeah. She she wants to go for it, but then also she wants to think things clearly. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of people just kinda don't. A lot of people just wanna either have their one liners or they just wanna go in for the action. I, I feel like yeah. she's kind of like a mix of both. So she I feel like she's like a Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw in yeah. one. I no, I would it. say Gryffindor, Ravenclaw. Yeah. I'm a Hufflepuff, but I, I like her. I think she has but, Hufflepuff qualities. Yeah. I think Hufflepuff Gryffindor. Yeah. I think Ariel more of a Hufflepuff. I get that. But she's going to she's gonna have a story coming up, I bet. Yeah, absolutely. But I like Clara. Jeff? The uh, great demon. I may be in the minority here, but I, I'm liking Lucifer a whole lot. <laughs> I knew it. I'm really, I'm really loving Lucifer, actually. He's a cool guy. Of course. Yes, he would. is. Yes, he is. <laughs> It's just for some reason the way the way the portrayal is here. I have not that had, I've not had that particular portrayal since reading John Milton's Paradise Lost, hmm. and it just that was the first story where I actually come, came to see like, oh my god, sometimes the devil can actually be kind of cool. <laughs> and now I'm looking at this like, oh my god, it's a return. Fun <laughs> fact, and this is a hundred percent true. I have new neighbors. I live in an apartment, and around the corner, we had new neighbors move in. It's like a bunch of people, and I met them recently, and they have this cat, and I was like, oh, I like, you know, seeing your cat. What's your cat's name? And they were like, Satan. <laughs> it's oh. like, your cat's name is Satan? So now all the time, I'm like, Satan's watching us. <laughs> Satan's looking after us right now, because he'll, like, watch you walk by. Well, I mean, from well, I mean it's too hell Satan. Right? Well, I, well, oh, I mean, Satan. well, I mean, it's not too far off the mark. Oh. I mean, at one time during medieval times, kit cats were were equated with the devil actually true. so but yeah i just love the way she kind of was like oh it's satan <laughs> and now it's like my favorite thing i'm always looking to see if satan's watching <laughs> see, if it, um, see if its eyes turn actual like blood red satan or something like is that real guys <laughs> satan's around the corner exactly at all times he's just below us <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. um god, god may be watching but satan is right but right? satan is next door <laughs> i should tell my very uh, religious mother that she'd love it um you're moving now <laughs> right uh my favorite is core he's amazing he's the best he's my boyfriend it's fine <laughs> um he's like noble and good and like humble and i'm into it but i'm and interested to see why what I his story really is gonna lo- be that's also why i kind of like lucifer lucy kind of made core doubt himself toward the end and i was like but that's yes. the thing is he's human and he's real and i, I, I like i like that he's the hero but he's also afraid and he's also humbled and he's asking asking for strength and praying and like yeah. i think you don't see yeah. that a lot and i actually like the religious element there because it's, it feels different i think people are afraid to go for that in different ways and i think this goes for it in every direction it goes for it with the demons it goes for it with the you know angels like it's all in and we're all in fuzzy joseph Make us more comics. Yeah. And Clara Voyance. And Clara Voyance. <laughs> I love how much anger was, in, was under that. <laughs> thank you guys for listening to well, Tyler's Bad Jokes. Thank you. Well, before we go, I do want to give a shout out. If oh. you like this book and you're yes. interested in this book and you're interested in the artwork, you can see his artwork in our panel, you Unnecessary sure Debates, at almost every 
comic book convention. All the cons uh, that are on the West Coast. Not, and not some a, of them that aren't. We're not going to use them on anime conventions because we have a new format where it's more everybody runs up to a microphone and has to fight for the microphone. Literally what were you doing? It worked at Ronin Expo. Anime con. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but yeah, so if you if you if unnecessary debates is at a, at a convention near mm-hmm. you, come check us out. You will see um fuzzy joseph's artwork and it's phenomenal and it's incredible and we do have recordings online as well if you I look do. up the actually yeah, now looking, i'm looking at san diego comic-con recording right now so yeah so that'll be up soon check it out check out the awesome art yeah and um i'm gonna tell you where to get this comic in just a second perfect so uh thanks for listening to our shameless plug our bad jokes and our random commentary you can check out other podcasts on itunes and all podcast apps and check out our website thegrandgeekgathering.com for our articles videos and more please also remember to rate review and subscribe give us all the stars tell us what you think tell us if you're excited for dave to come back tell us if you're sad that tyler's leaving <laughs> i know his mom is gonna sad. make a post our one listener. So, she'll finally give us a five-star rating. <laughs> It'll be one star. <laughs> um, we appreciate any and all comments. You can stay updated on our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and we stream on Twitch. Tyler's been doing it more. Check it out. He promised me that we could play Dream Daddy together. Oh, we are going to. We so just, well, September, follow um, us on Twitch. Yeah, we're not doing any conventions September in September. September is so. Dream Daddy time. Get hype. Tyler and I are going to get crunk. Wine and yeah. Dream Daddy. Wine and Dream Daddy. Who would not want And we it? might have a guest, Sylvia. We're going to have a guest. <laughs> She's my new best friend. So look forward to that. <laughs> the intro is provided by Cranston. You can buy The War and Hope Volumes 1 and 2 at fuzzyjoseph.com. Check it out. Kickstarter for the third one just closed. But if you want to give him more money, I bet he would not be mad about that. So check all of that out. Fuzzyjoseph.com. And come and join the gathering. Have a great week. And GGG. That was beautiful. (laughs) Clairvoyance. Oh, my God.